0: This is the Find Your Forte Podcast, episode 76.
1: You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte Podcast with coral director and lifestyle entrepreneur, Ryan Guth.
0: Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Find Your Forte podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for our regular Wednesday episode. Just want to remind you that today's episode is sponsored by KI Concerts. For a special deal just for Choir Nation and listeners of the Find Your Forte podcast, head on over to KIconcerts.com forward slash Find Your Forte. Thank you, Choir Nation, for your support. Now let's get this interview with Jonathan Pallant. Jonathan, Choir Nation is ready. They're at the edge of their chairs, folders open and looking your way. Are you ready to deliver the downbeat? Let's do it. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun.
0: Well, Jonathan, you your name came up um, by, I think it was Craig Callow Johnson that brought you up. And now that was just a few episodes ago. Craig was episode number, gosh, like sixty. Something. I'm I'm gonna look that up. I'll, I'll let Choir Nation know when my spreadsheet loads here. But um he said that you have a really interesting life. Um oh he was episode sixty seven, Craig Kell Johnson. He was episode sixty seven. Um uh, he said you have an interesting life because you run an ensemble that is so unlike anything that I think any of us in Choir Nation are are Aware of, or have done, or will do potentially in our lifetime. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what about what that is? And and uh, you could also answer my terribly dumb question that I ask everybody, which is, what do you do? Because um, because we are asked that question all the time as 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 professionals, right? What do you do? So if you could answer maybe both those questions in that one question, that would be sure. great.
1: So I consider myself a professional choir conductor that had the trajectory to uh, become a college professor. And when I graduated, I taught high school for six years. And when I finished my doctorate, uh, I applied for a job that I wasn't expecting to get. Uh, and that was as a professional choir conductor here in Dallas of a, uh, a men's choir called the Turtle Creek Chorale. When I left the Turtle Creek Chorale, um, we had decided to We had already set down roots here in Dallas and decided to stay here. And then the question became, what next? So then the entrepreneurial side of the business set in and said, okay, well, what are we going to do? And fast forward, I won't bore you with the details other than to say, um, I actually have five different programs, uh, choral programs that I run right now. um, All of them part time, but all of them hugely fulfilling. And uh, the Dallas Street Choir uh, is one of those five programs. When we moved to Dallas in 2007, the, uh, there was an existing program called the Stew Hot Choir. Now the Stoop Hot is a day shelter for Dallas's homeless community. And they provide, um, uh, social services, case management, uh, small claims court, uh, transportation court, there's uh, a dental clinic, and a, and a very small medical clinic. Um, and uh, those who are experiencing homelessness um, can come to the stew pot and uh, get things that they need as well as help that they need. Um, about twice a year, maybe three times a year, uh, this existing program, uh, the Stew Pot Choir, uh, On a random morning, an announcement would be made saying, who wants to sing today? Come sing for three hours, get pizza, get a a knapsack full of uh, essential items, and we're going to do a concert. So I started doing that in 2007. And fast forward to 2014, uh, friends of mine in Australia wrote a piece of music called The Street Requiem to remember those who died living on the streets. It dawned on me that there was uh, potential to really expand this Stew Pot Choir to perform the Street Requiem. So we rebranded the Stew Choir and rebranded it to be the Dallas Street Choir. It meets one day a week uh, for an hour, about an hour and 15 minutes, Wednesday mornings from 9.30 to 10.30 at the Stew Pot. Uh, that first rehearsal on October 1st of 2014 uh, 2014, I guess, um, had, I believe it was nine singers. In the two years, we just celebrated our second birthday on October 1st. In the two years that we've been going on this weekly routine, um, we've seen just shy of 900 singers. Um, on any given Wednesday now, we've grown from nine to 12 for the first 3 months or so to capping our rehearsal at 95. Holy uh, moly. Yeah, they line up. Um men and women, they line up. Uh, rehearsal starts at 9:30. They line up starting about 7:30 to be sure that they get their place because the room is only so large that when we had 106 one week, the executive director of the stew pot came and said, "I would love to give you more space, but we don't have it, and this is now a fire hazard." And if you looked at pictures or seen some video of what our room looks like, you'll see that even 95 is very cramped. Um, so what what
0: what do you do now? I mean, what do you need to do now? How how can Choir Nation help you? This sounds like a, such an amazing, an amazing, amazing thing uh-huh. you're doing.
1: Well, thank you so much. Um, how can they help us? Well. Um, Gosh, there are lots of ways. I think we could probably get into that a little bit. Um,
0: Maybe down, down the line we should. we should. Yeah,
1: because I'll tell you about some of the projects that we have coming up. Yes, please. Um, but, but in the two years that we've been going, that Street Requiem was a sold-out performance. And what I did, uh, you know, being so fortunate to have these other ensembles that I work with, I combined all of the ensembles. And we did this big concert, uh, the Street Requiem concert, at one of the big city performance venues here in Dallas – um, sold out and uh, we were so fortunate to have the legendary mezzo-soprano uh, Frederica von Stada um, join us on that program. Um, for listeners, Choir Nation that isn't familiar with uh, Frederica von Stada, um, she goes back to 1969 when she made her Metropolitan Opera debut and for 40-plus years um, was uh, pretty much the leading mezzo-soprano worldwide, singing uh all, you know, in every opera house, you know, 40, gosh, I don't know, 40 productions at the Metropolitan Opera. Um, just absolutely a a darling of the opera world. So, and a huge philanthropist. Wow. So, um, when I wrote her a letter and I said, um, would you do this? She immediately said, yes. She has since become a big, uh, patron, um, and benefactor, um, of with her time. That is uh, the street choir. We've actually. Uh, well, I'm collab- sure her time is quite valuable. <laughs> it, it, well, it is. Um, yeah. And we've collaborated three times with another uh, collaboration coming up in June. Um, and she's also been a wonderful friend and resource for us.
0: How cool is that? Oh my God. But
1: gosh, since then, we've performed uh, at various churches throughout Dallas. We actually performed at a, a synagogue here in Dallas. Just recently, we did a Shabbat, a Sabbath service. And uh, we actually sang in Hebrew. Um, and...
0: Uh, so here's the question I have. Can I interrupt for a second? Okay. You, Your goal as a choral director for this ensemble... Right. I feel like could potentially conflict with your goal as a human for this ensemble. Um, hmm. You know, um, so I'm thinking, are you... I don't know how to say that, but I mean... Do you feel as though, the I mean, obviously the musical product is important, right? But there's yes. a, there's an even bigger picture product that you have to be concerned with when you're running yep. an ensemble like this. Like, get into that with me. Yeah. Like, like what is the what is yeah. the mission of of this ensemble? Um, Because a lot of people you talk to in the choral world might might say, well, the mission for their ensemble is to, you know, if you look at Every mission statement of every like pro choir, you know, to perform the highest quality repertoire at the da da and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What, is, what is the mission of this of this ensemble?
1: Well, the mission statement is to provide a musical outlet for those experiencing homelessness and severe disadvantage. Okay. To answer the first part of your question, I would say this: that the purpose of making music at whatever level you choose to make it. Is it the the question that I would challenge choir nation with some conductors, most conductors might say it's to serve the music, which makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And you are serving the interest of a composer and of the, of that composer's art. Um, but in reality, my question is, are we not serving the artist performing that music and the artist listening to that music? And it's a, it's a different, it's a subtle differentiation, but if we strictly serve the music, then we leave out the human in that equation. Mm -hmm. And the human is the body, no pun intended, that is propelling the art form, not the music itself.
0: I could not agree more
1: how convoluted that may sound. No, that makes a lot of sense. So to circle back, um, yes, music, just as it is in any community choir is a conduit to create community and to feed one's body, mind, and spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, and the same thing, and this is what's so important about working with those who are experiencing homelessness, that just because they're homeless doesn't mean that they don't, A, have, and B, require the same nourishment that those of us who are so fortunate by the grace of God that have shelter and food and a bank account with something in it. A choir nation, none of us have a lot of money in that bank account, but um, you know a little bit. Mm-hmm. And those who are experiencing homelessness still need and deserve that musical outlet. And they know it, and I know it, that being in the Dallas Street Choir isn't going to get anyone a job or get them housing. But what it is going to do is it's going to get them off the street and allow them to forget whatever it is that they need to forget for that moment. Precisely why people go to church choir or sing in a community choir or Go into music. It's well or sing at school
0: because like, I mean if you're talking you're talking to Choir Nation, a bunch of mostly a bunch of teachers that yeah. realize that, you know, they are the most important hour of, of the day for, for their kids a lot of the time. Yeah.
1: I, I find it amusing, um, and other people will find this amusing when we talk about our students and we tend to know more about our students than any other teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh at the school and our students share with us and having taught high school for six years, uh, not only do I know it at the high school level, but you know, at the college level where I now teach. Um, and then also in the community, our, our singers share with us the deepest parts of their truths. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that is honestly one of the beautiful things about singing and being a choir director is that we go, into the soul of our performers, of our of our students, and of our choir members, unlike the conductor and instrumentalist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: now, uh, do you do you blame that on the fact that that? And I mean, I'm I'm sort of projecting my own philosophy on you right now, but I I, I should say I blame that on the fact that we are asking we are asking people to share something that is so personal. You know, because that has been judged their entire life. Whether it was by their mom when they were a kid, and they were saying, you know, they were singing upstairs in their room, and mom yells upstairs and says, "Shut up!" You know, or whatever, and and you get shut down. Your voice gets shut down, right? Your opinions get shut down. Your voice, your singing voice, gets shut down for some reason. There's this: you're not your voice is never enough thing that happens, especially with kids. You know, and and that's why you get. Those little, those little, those little hair dryers who come in and sing in sixth, in, in, you know, in sixth grade. You know, when you're voice testing them, they're going, "Ah!" And you're like, "Sweetie, are you not the person who yells, yell, you know, yells at your little brother all day long?" You know, like, like you got it in there. What's going on? And I'm just scared. I'm just nervous to share this. And and there's something like there's something about that you know singing that's so much different than. Mm-hmm. Than having you know an instrument being the extension of of your body as opposed to being your actual body, right? Is that is that I mean? Do you agree with that, or do you want to expand on that? Or
1: I, I do I agree with everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a vulnerability that we uh, are forced to face as singers. Yep. Um, and I'll also go so far as to say, having been a percussionist um, throughout my musical training, I mean that is sort of you know I went to college. When I went to, when I started at the University of Michigan for undergrad, I went as a percussionist. I see. Uh, So that was, you know, that was my serious, that's what my instrument, so to speak, was. Mm. It wasn't voice. And the difference between that experience and my experience now was that I was 40 feet away from a conductor with 30 pound instruments in front of me with 20 music stands in front of that with t- 30 or 40 or 60 bodies in front of that the the, the distance between
0: and 50 the, measures of rest
1: <laughs> for, <laughs> for
0: sure yeah
1: but the distance between m- me and the the per, and I, this is again difficult to sort of put no into but there's the, a
0: disconnect the, i you know the, the yeah. disconnect
1: of the person i'm supposed to be making music with um you remove all of that and you're left with breath and the basis of singing. Mm -hmm. And you know, that to me is the the basis of choral music is that we sing on the breath and that we find our music through breath. And there is nothing between conductor and singer, be it left, right, front, back. So I I think that's um, whether the singer is homeless or not, and to this day, having worked with the homeless since 2007, I've not found uh, a, a wonderful, um, the reverse of homeless. What is the expression that is the opposite of homeless? Housed, it um, the fortunate? Because someone who lives on the street might say, why do you say I'm not fortunate? Um, and these are the kinds of things um, on that topic, just to, to digress mm-hmm. for a second. Um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners remember the movie Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. And I think his name was, was it Red, the, the man, or Blue, I can never remember which, which color it was, um, who who was, he said that he was institutionalized. And when he got out of jail, he ended up committing suicide because he didn't know how to live on the outside. One of the things that I've learned is that a lot of the homeless community, while they say they they want something else. This is what they know. This is their family. This is their community. This is where they feel safest.
0: That's very interesting. Um, so e- even if they had the means to maybe start living off the street, do some, some resist the idea of, of doing it or,
1: um, or resist? It, I, is,
0: is that not, is it not resist or is it, what is it? We, Maybe you can answer then. Like, what do you of the of the members of your choir that you really know well? Yeah. What what do they, what are the, the types of situations that come that come to you in the in the choir?
1: Um, before I answer that, I'll and say where do this,
0: they end up? I guess, yeah.
1: I'll say it this way. Okay. For anyone that needs to lose that extra ten pounds and yet just doesn't do it mm-hmm. and complains about it, it's the same thing. I know that I've got to lose a little weight. Since my son was born, you know, every Mm -hmm. chicken nugget he doesn't eat, I eat. And I know I can take off the weight. I know how to do it, but I just don't do it. And the question is why. And I think it's the same reason that for many, I'm I'm making a a big generalization Mm -hmm. here, for many of my street choir members, um, in theory they know what they could do, but they just don't do it. No rhyme or reason for it. Same reason I haven't lost the baby weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you know, it's it's that same thing.
0: Like willpower.
1: Willpower, motivation, direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Education. Education. Mm-hmm. To, uh, yes, very much so. But the cool thing, um, and I, I'm going to go back just a little bit here. You asked about the street choir and and, and sort of – well, I guess – Who they are. Who they are. Who they are. Um, They are just – they're like you and me Mm -hmm. that have fallen on misfortune. And our tagline is homeless, not voiceless. Hmm. And I think it's really important for choir nation – to understand that um, someone who is homeless uh, still has a voice and still has an appreciation and still has a heart and still is touched by our art form, uh, just like everybody else. You know, if, if there's one thing that by giving the street, by giving the homeless a voice that I try and impart whenever we go out. It's that, and I'm guilty of it, I have been guilty of it, and even to this day at times, when someone who is homeless approaches me and I turn my cheek and pretend that they're invisible. And unfortunately, all too often, um, I mean, what does that say about me that I can't acknowledge the presence of another human being? And I'm not talking about faith. I mean, if you're a person of faith, you might say, what does the the Bible or Jesus or Torah, w- what does it say about that, uh, about feeding the poor in the Bible? I'm not even talking about that. I'm just just basic human decency to cross the street because there's someone who might approach you. Right. And I can say with confidence that a white male – in khakis and a white button down wouldn't have the same wouldn't get the same response than a black male with say dirty jeans and an untucked shirt Mm -hmm. and if i can through music um sort of mend that glue those seams together a Mm -hmm. little bit then we have found the soul of what music is intended to do and we come back to the your first question: What is the purpose of music? Why do we make music? Is it to be perfect? Is it performance practice? Is it education, or is it to feed the soul of the listener and the and the performer alike?
0: Because they need that. Say, they need that too. For, sorry, I say because they need that too, just like anybody else.
1: Exactly. Exactly. who
0: man! This is this is so cool. This is so interesting. And, and the
1: philosophy doesn't change, uh,
0: well whether, you shouldn't treat them any differently than you would treat well, your, your yeah. school choir. Yeah. It,
1: it, it doesn't change. Um, whether it's at the university level and what I'm trying, you know, at the university level, what do I try and teach my students? Yeah, sure. We need to be learned musicians. We need to study and we need to understand counterpoint and form and structure and tone quality. I get that. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, it, it's not about that. That's not. Those are tools to make us better musicians in order to make the music. So, have you ever
0: had to turn away anybody
1: in the street choir? I
0: mean, besides the clearly the numbers that you have showing up that people just can't fit, which is, I mean, it's just like, wow, what do we do about that? But, but I mean, it, what is it? Paint a rehearsal for me. What is this? What is the structure of a, of the street choir program look like, you know, on that, on that morning? Uh, And uh, what is it? Yeah. What does the rehearsal look like? And and just, just paint it, paint a picture of the whole thing.
1: So uh, singers line up outside right at nine 30. I go downstairs and we open the door and every singer as they get, as they come in, gets greeted by me with a fist bump, every single singer, they know that they have to give me a fist bump. Um, And I, I'm anyone that's worked with me before knows that I use a lot of humor in my rehearsals. Um, Part of that is to disarm singers so that we can get into the deeper layers of their being. Mm -hmm. And it, it also works to earn trust. Um, you need to know your singers before you use certain humor. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's something that I use. Uh, and I, and I do fist buns because personal space, um, is something that oftentimes I need in general in the homeless community, you need to be aware of personal space. Um, not everybody likes crowds, not everybody likes to be touched. It, it goes a little deeper.
0: And I'm, I mean, I'm sure we had, you probably have victims of assault and all sorts of terrible ass- things that have, have happened.
1: Of assault. We've got folks with mental illness and various addictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and you never know what's going to be a trigger. Right. Uh, so keeping it as vanilla as possible. Um, so, uh, so singers come in, we get into the room, I say good morning and the, I don't give announcements. I don't talk. I say, everybody stand up, which belongs behind you. And we get right into a physical warm up. Um, keeping things, because it's such a tight space, uh, the physical warm up tends to be neck and shoulders related rather than arms or mm. any other. Um, and we, of course, would never do massages uh, or back rubs. Mm-hmm. That would be a, a cardinal sin. Because uh, also, hygiene is not always ideal um and we go right into the, the same kind of warm up that uh most choir conductors do um you know vocalism breathing um rhythmic exercises uh, uh diction exercises range exercises matching pitch exercises mm-hmm. um pitches pitches um uh can be difficult at times for mm-hmm. some singers mm-hmm. but again that's not our goal. That, right. Our goal is to make music, and it may not be music at the highest level. Um, singers work off of word sheets, not sheet music. Okay. Um, and they so it's get,
0: a rote teaching it's a, method. It's
1: rote unison teaching. Okay. Now, it's unison because um, attendance consistency is um, uh, lacking. Mm-hmm. We might have a singer that comes for three months, and then they go away for six. We might have a singer that comes only on the first Wednesday of the month. So, trying to teach any sort of parts, um, if we did anything like that, it might be a round, mm-hmm. or it might be an ostinato thing where I could teach it on the day of the concert as well.
0: Could you do um, like a like a South African piece or something like absolutely. that? Absolutely. Okay.
1: Um, the The repertoire that we do is um, I haven't done anything South African. Uh, other than the street requiem had a a South African piece um, in it a movement. But everything else tends to be very uh, it's in English, and it's all of our titles are uplifting, empowering music, um even things that are considered sad. you know the very first piece that we sang in public to most people will be is considered it's it's sad to say, but it's it's trite. it's cliche. Mm-hmm. When you see a homeless person walk out and sing, the sun will come out tomorrow. that's your bottom dollar that tomorrow. It's like, oh, crap. That is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Even though it's Annie, mm-hmm. you know? Of course. It's, yeah. Uh, well, it's hope. Um, it's hope. Yeah. We've done everything from, uh, gosh, um, God be the outcasts to Ain't No Mountain High Enough to beautiful city from Godspell to uh, um, what else are we doing? Everybody rejoice mm-hmm. uh, brand new day from the whiz. Um, I mean, and they learn music so quickly.
0: And do you accompany
1: them? We have a pianist. Oh wow. Okay. Uh-huh. So the street choir has evolved. We're our own, we're an independent nonprofit um, that uh, um, is financially uh, independent. Um, we take donations um, through our website. So Ballast
0: Stupot Pot, does not fund the choir. It's self-funded. They okay.
1: Okay. They, they donate the rehearsal space, but otherwise it's self-funded.
0: What is a budget like for you guys? What do you need well, to, sure. to operate efficiently?
1: Um, well, right now what we're, uh, raising money for is, and thanks for bringing this up because mm-hmm. I'm hugely excited about this. So Frederico von Stade and I were chatting and, uh, talking, you know, daydreaming about what would it be like? And my community choir credo has a history of traveling internationally every year. And for this season, which is our fifth season, um, I decided to go more local and I said, well, why don't we do New York and Washington? Um, it's always, you know, New York and Washington is always, it's always a great trip. Mm -hmm. Um, well then I got to thinking and, and I tend not to think small uh so I call the archives director at Carnegie Hall and I say, Hey, have you ever had a group of homeless people sing on your stage? And he said, Jonathan, he's got this thick Italian accent. He says, Jonathan, in 126 years, Carnegie Hall has never had it on a musical ensemble of homeless people on its stage. Did his research, call them back. Well, that's all I needed to hear. So the Dallas Street Choir, along with credo are both going on an eight-day tour to Washington and New York. Whoa. Carnegie Hall to sing at uh, – we're waiting on final confirmation, but it looks like the National Cathedral in Washington.
0: Oh, cool. Uh,
1: there's another church I can't remember. Um, and this concert, June 14th, 2017, that's coming June, uh, it's a Wednesday night, will feature the street choir, credo, Frederica von Stade. Steven Schwartz. Um, oh, cool. Wicked, Wicked for Wicked. sure. Um, Jake Heggie, the opera composer who wrote Dead Man Walking. Great Scott, Moby Dick. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. It's receiving its premiere soon in Houston. Cool. Um, and I think actually Whoopi Goldberg, um, where she has committed to support the endeavor, but not, she's not committing to, to be present yet. Okay. Uh, but we're she she's not booked. But her as her manager said, she could get a movie that could take her away for four months over the summer. And she prefers not to book out that early. Fine.
0: So did you uh, and
1: you spoke to her about this? I spoke with her 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 director of a production agency. Got you. um, Who's been her manager for 25 years. Are you producing Uh, this concert? I am. Wow. Holy uh, moly. So we've rented Carnegie. Uh, and we're working with the National Cathedral in D.C., and and, um, it costs about $3,000 per singer for the trip, and we are raising money to bring the Dallas Street Choir to New York and Washington and and give them every opportunity to experience this trip the same way that Cradle members, who are paying their own way, Mm -hmm. will experience. Now, Choir Nation folks probably are going to say just the same way that some of the folks here in Dallas have said, "Well, why don't you take that money and work toward finding them housing?" It's a valid question, mm-hmm. and I would say because that's not the point of this. Onset. Well,
0: Quiet Nation would never say that because Quiet Nation's awesome, so and they understand <laughs> and they get it.
1: <laughs> they get it. They they get that uh, feeding one's mind and spirit is just as important as. Finding shelter. Well, and you're it's
0: a you're teaching the man to fish. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a bigger picture. It's a bigger picture thing. And there's you couldn't you couldn't do nearly the damage you could you could do with three. I mean, let's say three hundred thousand dollars. You know, your budget sure. maybe for for getting all these people to to right. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't barely make a dent in all of their necessities with that kind of money. Exactly ta- right. Tangible necessities. You can but you can do something totally incredible for yeah. their soul.
1: And, and something that will last a lot longer than temporary housing
0: absolutely I, uh, I think that that's incredible listen and and so now obviously you know that ki concerts is a sponsor of this of this this podcast and I want to take a very quick break to acknowledge acknowledge them. And I'm assuming that they have worked with Credo before?
1: They have. We actually went to Australia together last year, or this past June, rather.
0: How was, uh, how, how was that? And I, and I promise we're going to jump right back into how yeah. Choir Nation can help you in the Dallas Street Choir. So how was your experience with KI Concerts in Credo?
1: Except for that Oliver Schofield guy.
0: <laughs> no, I hope he's it, listening right now. I hope
1: he's listening. He would expect nothing less than, from me than a comment like that. Um, it, it was terrific. I mean, KI produces a wonderful, wonderful tour and easy to work with them. They listened to uh, my requests. Um, our, our folks were treated beautifully. The, the tour itinerary was well crafted. Um, and, of course, Australia is just magnificent.
0: Well, and Oliver and Michael, the co-owners of Ki, are both Australian, and they know their way around for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ki, um, Craig Hella Johnson, Jake Renested, who was recently on the show as well, uh, and hopefully myself will be in Sydney in July 2018, um, nice. doing a, a wonderful um, performance at the Sydney Opera House. So, um, but. So with Oliver and
1: Michael, I'm available if uh, you need another choir conductor.
0: I bet I. You know what? And I will. <laughs> I will certainly let them know. Um, so ten out of ten would do again with with Absolutely. Ki concerts.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. Well, listen. You know, Choir Nation Ki concerts is is top notch. These guys are professionals. Clearly, they work with some of the most awesome conductors, the most awesome people that are out there. Why? Because they're my guests on the show too. Mm-hmm. So. Um, if you have an interest in learning more about how KI concerts can do awesome things for your ensemble and international travel, um, you know, no group is too small. No group is, is, is every group is as important as, as the others with KI. So head over to KIConcerts.com forward slash find your forte and we'll get you guys hooked up with Oliver and Michael. So, um, all right, Jonathan, what, how can Choir Nation help you with this? I mean, this is such a cool endeavor uh, that you're, that you're, that you're putting together. Uh, I mean, is this, is this something like, would you like to see other groups like the Dallas street choir pop up in other, in other cities?
1: Okay. So here's how choir, so dallastreetchoir.org. Okay. There is a link. Right. If uh, you can find lots of information on this website. Um, So Um, of course, you know, I have to say that if listeners are interested in supporting our ministry, our mission and making a financial contribution, uh, to help see a Dallas street choir member go to New York and Washington, um, what we're doing here in Dallas doesn't have to be, uh, just here in Dallas, but, um, We've actually reached out to schools and and, uh, places of of worship to sponsor a street choir member to create community. So if there were a a school program that wanted to raise money and adopt a singer, um, we are fostering this relationship between school choirs and a specific Dallas Street Choir member. So you would actually receive letters from – I mean it sounds so um, –
0: Kristen Children's Fund. Yeah, yes, they, no, I'm yes. with you though. I think I think uh, it's a great idea though. You get to, but it. at least you know you know where your money is going, and right. there's that accountability piece that yep. sometimes is missing from from organizations that accept right. donations. So, exactly.
1: um, and beyond that, um, there's a link on our website, org to start your own and it gives a little bit more history of what the street choir looked like originally and how it's evolved um, from the incentives that we used to pass out to the incentives now. Um, And I explain the incentive program and why I give why the street choir has incentives.
0: What do you Um, mean by incentives? I don't know what you mean by that.
1: Every hour that a street choir member uh, attends. So every time they come to a rehearsal, Mm -hmm. if they make it through the hour without being asked to leave, if we not following the basic rules that we have, um, then they earn either a $2 bill or a transportation voucher, um, which gives them public, which gives them 24 hours on the buses or trains here in Dallas. Wow. Okay. And the way I treat, the way I explain it to all, my singers and to the community is that when I go to work, if I don't do my job well, I don't get paid. And for those living on the street, I treat the street choir like their job. Okay. We are teaching responsibility. We're teaching uh, accountability. We're teaching professionalism. Uh, and we're teaching a, a, um, a trade, if you will. I, I know that singing is not considered a trade, but we're, we're, we're teaching an art form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so important that um, my singers stay awake in rehearsal, that they are respectful, that they – take their sunglasses off and that they're not listening to their, their earphones, um, and that they participate. Uh, you will be asked to leave if your mouth isn't moving when we're singing.
0: Wow. There's a high level of accountability there.
1: Absolutely. And I would say that, uh, every week I remind someone in the group, they will be asked to leave if they don't participate. And I would say every other week somebody is asked to leave.
0: Okay. I w- actually was going to ask you that question, yep. uh, but okay. And is that something that you have to do or is that something that you yeah, have staff I've, there that are helpful with, with that or I
1: have administrative assistant that's in the room that uh, keeps an eye on things from the back. Okay. Uh, but the nice thing about this rehearsal room is that I can see everything and any choir nation person that teaches middle school or high school knows that we have superior eyesight. We can see everything yep and it they don't appreciate it but they know that i see everything and quite frankly in this in we have created a sense of respect for the rehearsal Mm -hmm. and they take care of each other if somebody's not participating um their neighbors will encourage them to participate right got you yeah
0: well listen we're we're getting close to time for you here and um i want to ask you uh because our, our our listeners in Choir Nation are, are readers. Is there a particular book that you would recommend to Choir Nation?
1: <laughs> yes, it's called Brothers Sing On, Conducting the Tenor-Bass Choir, written by Jonathan Pallant <laughs> and published by Hal Leonard. <laughs> For conducting the... If you're the all male choir, to conductor. No, um, that is a book that is available. What a sale.
0: shameless plug! Wasn't that
1: shameless? I know. No, we'll
0: no you know what though. I, I will. I will post a link. I will post a link to your to your book as well on your on your show notes page. Which, by the way, Choir Nation will be um, will be dot forward slash. Gosh, what episode are you on? You're uh, forward slash seventy six. So com forward slash zero seven six uh for the show notes. That's links to everything Jonathan and I have been talking about yeah. that have required a URL, um, including his book. Uh and and what else? What was what's the other one?
1: Yeah, you know, I I'll be honest, I'm not a big reader. Um because I tend to have ants in my pants too much to sit and focus like that. Um You know, I really I, I I don't have I think anything that I Ryan, I'm I'm well, at a loss.
0: If you're an ants in the pants guy, as as well am I, um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a book when we get off this. I'm gonna go on Amazon, I'm gonna buy it for you, and I'm gonna send it to you. Um and because it's, it's perfect. And I've talked about it multiple times. It's called the war of art by Stephen Pressfield. Mm. And it's, it's not a huge book and it has literally one page chapters. It's just amazing thoughts on, on, um, what it is to really be a professional and you, as, as a creative person, uh, changed the way I look at my work completely. Um, so I will, I'm going to, I'm going to send you that book when I, when I get off here and, um, Jonathan, I I thank you so much for what what it is that you're doing, and I I know we could totally have gotten into, um, you know your other your other endeavors and stuff, but I I really felt like this is such a unique and interesting thing to share, and and maybe we could get you back at some point and talk about some other things. I love that. But uh, in the meantime, you know I know my, by myself, and Choir Nation, we we wish you the absolute best with um, what's coming up in June. I hope I hope because I'm from that area. I actually hope I can. Maybe be there because I'm on my break. I would love to to see what's going on um, in, at Carnegie on June fourteenth, twenty seventeen, and uh, yeah, I'm just uh, so thankful for uh, you your your time today and coming on the show. So, um, where can we find out more about you online besides DallasStreetChoir dot org?
1: Sure, uh, about me personally, uh dot Okay, do you accept uh,
0: Facebook friend requests from Wire Nation members? I do. I do. Members? I'm okay. a big
1: Facebooker. Great. So uh, as long as you don't mind pictures of my son as well, um, I sort of keep my Facebook um, for professional uh, information mm-hmm. and then my son.
0: Okay. Uh, well, So we'll, we'll watch you eating my, all his chicken nuggets then right, on No, Facebook. I don't post
1: pictures of my food, and you won't know what restaurant I'm um, eating at unless it's with Oliver Schofield. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And and I I promise I won't tell you when I'm at the gym.
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much. And you know, you are doing you're doing God's work through music, and um, you've certainly helped Choir Nation to step up to the podium with purpose today on the Find Your Forte podcast. So thank you for being my guest.
1: Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing.